Hello, this is Richie from the Metal Cell Podcast. I'm delighted to welcome Rob Curran, founder of Clang Metal Festival. How are you, Rob? Yeah, doing pretty good. Thanks for having me on. I'm delighted to have you on and my co-host as usual, Howard. Salute, my friend. How are you doing? Good to see you all. Hey, I love the hoodie. Oh, yeah. Only the best. Ah, huh? fucking Representing. Class, so, Rob, you're settling yeah. in nicely into Ireland. Yeah, no, I have to say, uh, all is well. You know, it looks like we're finally seeing a light at the end mm. of this COVID tunnel. Mm. Uh, you know, it's been a challenge, not just for everyone, but certainly for anyone trying to, to run a music festival or put a gig together or get on stage and do anything. It's been a really terrible time. Yeah. But I think we're, sure. we're almost there. You know, I think we have a date now that we're really, really confident is it's going to happen back, you know, up in March, 26th of March, 22. So mm. um, and the signs yeah. are good. It does seem to be heading in that direction where you're going to see start to see shows after Christmas. I think <laughs> it's getting easier to forecast in terms of what can happen and when. I think yeah. you're right. Yeah, that's the best way of summing it up, Howard. Yeah, mm. we, we, nothing's for had... certain, but, you know, more certain than it was two or three months ago, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I've, we've had to reschedule a couple of times, and I was mm. really confident about the August date. I really thought it was so far in the future that we'd be fine. And as soon as the year turned, January, February, March rolled around, we just knew, you know, this this is mm. risky. This may not happen at all. But uh, thankfully, we've been very lucky. You know, everyone has stuck with us, all the, the, the big bands and the Irish bands, and everyone's on board and uh, we've been able to successfully reschedule and now i i do feel confident for the first time i really think <laughs> we have a date where we're going to be able to to have a show so let's talk about your background my man whereabouts are you from well i'm a boston boy so kind of born and raised in the states which you probably tell most people mm-hmm. just assume <laughs> i'm an american and and they're right but uh, i moved here in 97 so it'll be 24 years in august so oh, wow um, I'm more Irish than I am American. I just haven't lost the accent. Unless I have a few pints on me, then I'm yeah. <laughs> from the north side of Dublin when I have a few pints in me. And tell us about Boston when you were growing up. Were you into the metal scene? Like, I mean, Boston, there's so much going on there, man. I'd say you were spoiled for choice musically-wise anyway. Well, I, I will admit that, you know, I was an Aerosmith and a Jay Giles fan. For sure. You, know, ah, yeah. you, couldn't, you couldn't live in Boston and not like the Jay Giles band. And, yeah. And I used to work as a bouncer, actually, at Mamakin on Lansdowne Road, which is a bar that's owned by, by Aerosmith. So if we ever have points together, I'll tell you some stories from back then. Is, is that an Irish bar, Rob? No. Well, it's whatever you need it to be on the night, really. It's like a heavy metal. It's Aerosmith own it. And it's sort of a heavy metal themed nightclub slash venue. You know, a bit, a bit like Fibbers, very much like that. You know, go in. Okay. I'm sure, I'm sure you're aware. We have a we have a Lansdowne Road here, which is a sports venue or was a sports venue for. Oh yeah, we copied everything. Years. Oh, everything in Boston is you know, <laughs> it's all a knockoff from. <laughs> for sure, yeah. You were into rock when you were growing up, heavy metal, or. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm I'm kind of more old school. You know, mm-hmm. I'm a little bit older and. Uh, yeah, I grew up in the Ozzy Osbourne phase, you know, Black Sabbath and Bark at the Moon and all that kind of stuff. And early Judas Priest, Maiden, that's kind of where I'm from. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's where I sewed my metal oats, if that's what you want to call it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I've just always been into metal. I mean, closet metalhead, people meet me and they, they say they had no idea that I'd be into metal. But, I mean, who isn't into metal? 
All you have to do is listen to it and you're going to be a fan. You're preaching to the converted here. (laughs) I I had someone describe me once. It was, it was on Facebook, I think just in relation to Clang and somebody looked me up and said, he looks more like a golfer than a metalhead. (laughs) I can't argue with that. (laughs) He's right. Whoever he was, he was right. Although I don't play golf, but. Yeah. And if you went to college, tell us how you ended up here. Did the usual bit, you know, went to school in the States, grew up there, went to university, uh, worked in retail for a long time. And then I met a, an Irish girl in a pub in Boston Sounds, uh, yeah. and kind of did the so reverse. Good. Ended up moving back here and getting married. Uh, and I've been living here ever since. She's gone. I'm still here. That's what I always tell people. <laughs> <laughs> like. What kind of job were you working in America before you came here? Did you say it was retail, is it? Yeah, well, I was a younger man then, you know. So, uh, yeah, I worked in retail. I was a district supervisor, so I kind of traveled around the country and helped retailers open stores. Okay. So uh, it was a good background for what I ended up, you know, becoming as, a, as, a, as an adult, if you want to call me that. But, uh, yeah, when I moved to Ireland, I was still in retail, and then I got into IT, and then I got into e-commerce, and the next thing I knew, I was a project manager. So okay. like, wow. my, like my life is about planning and delivering. That's, that's what I've been doing for the last billion years. It seems. It's an unusual mix. It's, it's, it seems to be two worlds that don't really marry well together, you know? Which, which ones? Retail or? <laughs> <laughs> like project management and, and things that involve IT and so on. Um, yeah. I, I worked in that sector myself for a little bit and, you know, nobody would have any sense of, of an alternative view in music or anything like that. It was always something mm-hmm. that didn't marry well with each other. I always felt that way anyway, certainly in the offices and so on. Right, right. I'm interested, I'm interested to, to, to know, uh, did you put shows on in Boston when you were in, a, in the US yourself? Nope. Never would have even thought about it. I, I ran a few things there. I, I used to publish a, a newspaper. I called it a muse paper. And <laughs> it was, do you remember the Metro here a few yeah. years back? Yeah, yeah. This was, this was in the late, well, middle 90s, I suppose. So it's a long time ago. But what I did is I, I started up this newspaper uh, from, from the ground. I had artists and poets and writers and musicians and they would all submit their stuff and I would publish it and distribute it through all the colleges like the Metro in Boston. Okay. And I did that for about three years before I decided I'd moved to Ireland and, and gave it up. So that was probably my first foray into, you know, creating something from the ground up on my own. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I came over here, uh, you know, I've been project managing. So, that, that's what I do. Like I have to scope it. I have to price it. I have to plan it. I have to deliver it. I do it day after day. And uh, I kind of got inspired a few years ago. You know, I, I, I've been to a lot of metal gigs here. I might be the guy in the back. If it's mm-hmm. Sepatur, I'm the guy up in the pit. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just got inspired. I went to a few gigs. And I'm looking around going, this is, there's not a lot of elements here to manage. There's plenty to worry about. But compared to massive, you know, million euro projects, hmm. uh, you know, this, this looks very manageable. And I started going to more gigs and more festivals and I'm looking around and I'm looking at the security companies and I'm looking at all the different elements. And my project management mind is rolling away and my buddies are all big metalheads. And we're going, you know, we, we could do this. This is, this, is, this is a doable thing. And then you have to ask yourself, well, why would I do it? 
you know, I just pay 50 quid and go. I don't have to worry about it, you know? <laughs> which, which would be more my style. I'd rather just pay the 50 quid and, and go to a, go to a gig. But uh, yeah, we just start thinking about it. We're like, you know, this, this could be a good thing. You know, there's a lot of shows and a lot of people are trying to do things, but there's no real support for it. There's a lot of great bands, but, you know, you can't get them on a stage supporting a, a major act. You know, they're always way down the bottom. Let's, you know, so we kind of gestated this for a while, if that's the right word, chewed it around for a couple of years. And that's kind of how I work. I'm very slow, thinking about it, working it out. Is it doable? Isn't it doable? What and venues were you going to in Dublin at that time, Rob? Oh, oh the main place. I've been to Lansdowne Road, you know, a few gigs there. Uh, Fibbers a lot. Mm. Uh, the Point, when it was The Point. Yeah, so it was Marley bigger Park. ones. Were you going, yeah, anybody, to, you know, were you going to the Day. Academy and Voodoo as well? Oh, the Academy, Voodoo. Yeah, I went to a lot of the big gigs, I have to admit. You know, I'd go see Metallica and I'd go see... Uh, I saw Ghost. That was probably the last gig I got to really see was the Ghost mm. gig. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. it was December, wasn't it, before things went to shit? But I, but I kind of got into favorites for a while. I keep plugging them here. But, you know, I kept going to these shows and seeing these local bands. I'm like, these, there's a lot of talent here. There's an awful lot of talent here. And you're never going to go to a Metallica show and see, you know, words that burn opening up for them or anything like that. And mm. it's that kind of thinking. We're going, well, we might not get Metallica, but, you know, we could get some good bands to come here. And if we can get the the Irish bands to support them and, and get them some kind of a exposure, you know, let, let the big bands fill the seats and let the, let the Irish bands steal the show. You know, that that's kind of what we started the bandy about. And, yeah. and about two and a half years ago, maybe we said, yeah, let's, Let's do it. Let's put together a project plan and let's let's see if it's doable. So um, were, were these uh, buddies of yours or were they, as you said, guys going to gigs with, with you? Oh, just, yeah, friends of mine that are big metalheads. Yeah, hmm. even okay. more so than me. They look the part, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> and are any of them involved in like sound engineering, lighting? Uh, no, I have to say... Uh, I certainly don't have any talent outside of project management. I'll be the first to admit, uh, you know, I've taken guitar lessons, drum lessons, singing lessons, you name it. I've done it. It's not for me. You know, I, I don't have the, I don't have the talent these guys have. Uh, but one of my buddies who's, who's really heavily involved, uh, you know, my right hand man, I suppose you'd say, you know, he's been in bands and he's gigged and he's played on stage and he looks mm. the part. Give and him a shout other- out. Who is it? Well, you might not know, but but he, he subbed in for Wolf Regime for a while. He was the guitarist for Wolf Regime for a few years. Well, not even a few years. Do you know Wolf? Do you remember Wolf Regime? No, no. They're Dublin. No. All right. Well, they're they're a Dublin band anyway, and he's he's got another band out now called Ethereum. But I've heard of Ethereum, all right. But they haven't been able to do any gigging, obviously, because of everyone, mm. everyone else. So mm. yeah, so you know, we're all kind of closet metal well he's he's not a closet metal head. he's he's out there you you'd know by the neck tattoos and everything else so yeah I suppose the big the big um question really is, is is how how do you see do you are you confident that people will go out and support this thing oh no i'm never confident i i mean i'm hopeful you know i i like to think that they'll support the local Irish metal scene. I mean, that that's what it's about. I mean, yeah, okay, we have Candlemask, we have Coroner, we need them. And I think they're great, you know? So I'm kind of a fanboy at the same time. 
But if I can get Irish bands to open for these guys and get a thousand people in, I mean, it, it sounds doable to me. I think we can do it. I hope people respond to it. Mm. You know, it's been slow going. We started off kind of awkwardly uh, and then we got involved with a really good PR company uh, up in Dublin and they've kind of really helped us from that side. You know, that's not my strength at all. Mm. So they've kind of righted the ship for us there, which is great. So shout out to Oren at Overdrive. Yeah. Uh, you know, oh yeah, been, Oren Byrne. Yes. Yeah. Oh, tremendous help. Tremendous there's, help. You know, so there's a lot of work with the um, the bloodstock um, heats there. That's the, right. Yeah, metal yeah. for the masses and so forth. Exactly. Yeah. So, so from the bands have seen a lot of success off the back of that. Like the Ten Ton Slug, I think actually came through that, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Ten Ton yeah. Slug, Dead Label. There's a there's a few. Yes. Yes. And, and that's the that's the thing. We want to see those bands at these events, at these shows. Mm. And, and Ireland doesn't really have that. And and this event, Clang, is not that. We we hope it will be someday. Mm. Yeah. So you're looking at about a thousand people, really, in terms of a capacity mm. in we order for you to be... Capacity for two, yeah. We, we can, we yeah. can get 2,000 into the National Stadium. We can actually get a little bit more, but, but 2,000 would be great. And, and I really do hope they come out and, and support. You know, they would see Candle Mask, Coroner, and Green Lung. And then all the Irish bands that are going to be on the bill below that. I hope so. But I, I'm hoping at least a thousand. It seems like even with the, the coronavirus pandemic, it, it, it kind of probably suits the show a little bit because there might be that little bit of extra hunger for people to attend an event like this. You know, yeah, it's hard, well, it's hard to call. We, you're right, Howard. We were hoping that, that August would be it, that we'd all be back in you know March, April, May. And by August, we'd, this would be the first big yeah. show. I don't think it would be the first one. But, you know, it's in the turn of the new year. So hopefully Christmas time, a lot of people buy Clang tickets. And, <laughs> and the truth is, we just want to put on a, a big show. You know, nobody's making money here. We just want this to happen. We mm. want to show that we can pull a thousand people. And we want to get as many Irish bands back onto that bill as we possibly can. I mean, that's that's what it's all about. So originally, Rob, the tickets were forty nine ninety nine, And I think it was 16 bands on two stages. And there was a metal market. So you revised all that? Yeah, we, we had to de-scope it. That's the best way to put it. You know, with okay. all the rearranging uh, and everything that's happened, there's obviously added cost continues to, to pile on as things stretch out, marketing budgets, and uh, we're not going to be able to do the second stage. So we've had to kind of downsize it a bit, and we're hoping that over the next 10 months, we can build that back up. So, so who was advising you to downsize it? Well, it wasn't advice. It was more, it had to happen, you know, from a management perspective. Uh, you know, in my life, I have things going on. So we were ready to run this festival in 2020. We we're ready to run it in 2021. Mm -hmm. Now it's pushed out another 10 months. You know, it gets much more difficult. There's so many different elements that we're juggling around here to make this happen and to get the bands involved and the added expense and time. We said, you know what? The only thing that matters is that this gig happens and that mm -hmm. we get some Irish bands up on that stage. That's it. We're not going to get 10, 12 Irish bands in. We can't do it. We can't manage it. Not this time. Wow. So we, we just made a decision, you know, to go out, talk to the bands that, that we wanted to invite, that we had invited in and say, look, we're going to downsize it as of now in the next 10 months. If we get that second stage back and we can get the people to, to work that for us, or we can hold some promotional nights like at the Academy or at Fibbers. We're going to bring these bands back and use them for that. But that's kind of a work in progress. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like I was just going to say that, like, I mean, Howard is in the Magna Pina and Partalon now, just for example. So um, if we'll say Partalon was one of those bands that was originally announced on Clang, 
So what would you say to Howard? We'll say hypothetically now, because yeah. as, as I said, it suits it because he's not in on that bill. What was the dialogue between bands that way? Irish well, bands? What I, what I did was I, I, I spoke to all the bands. So I called them all and mm-hmm. I just laid it on the line. I said, look, you know, we, we were very ambitious and we had the time and the personnel and the money to, to go with 15 or 16 bands and two stages and all of that. But we're really in a, a position now where if we want this to happen, we need to have a smaller number of bands. We can make sure we can deliver this event strongly. So at the moment, we're going to have to reduce the number of, of bands. I mean, it's as simple as that. And yeah. it's, a, it's a tough conversation to have because nobody wants to do that. And we still have Irish bands on the bill, but not as many as person we'd like. And yet to be announced, obviously, as well. And yet to be announced. Yeah, I can yeah. announce two tonight later if you want. But, but the others we're, <laughs> we're, kind of, we're holding, in, holding in reserve. So, you know, we do still have Irish bands that are going to be on the main stage and they're going to be opening for court. One of them is going to be opening for coroner. So, right. you know, it, we're still doing it, but not at the mm. grander scale that we mm. would look. But having said that, and I can't promise anything, but in the next 10 months, if we start to sell a thousand tickets, we can get that second stage back. We'd like, you know, we want to keep you on the list. If you're interested, Howard, you know, we'd like to keep you on our list. And that's the truth. We, we would. Yeah. And we're also going to be having some promotional nights. You know, at, at least two are in the works where we're going to get two or three bands up to do, you know, short sets, T-shirt giveaways, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, and if you're interested, you know, we'll, we'll put you on for one of those as well. So we'll still yeah. give them a showcase. So the showcase is still there for them, but it won't be on the big stage mm-hmm. like we would have liked it to be. So. And would those bands, for example, now that are appearing on Clang that you're yet to announce, will they all get a fee as well for appearing? Oh, everyone gets paid. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, we're not, we're not asking anyone to play for free. You know, we're mm. not. It's no, I, I don't know. That's why I'm asking. Oh, no, I don't mind. Yeah, no, I yeah. think if you're getting up on stage, you, mm-hmm. you need to be earning something, you know, and mm. we're also not selling any merch. So I know I have a shirt on and all that but we're not selling any merch we're going to have merchandise tables set up but it's only for the for the, the bands that are there so we're not competing in any way with uh, with the merch sales in fact we want to promote that we're going to be giving away a signed guitar by by coroner we're going to be giving away you know backstage meet and greets and things like that so there'd be a lot of it'd be kind of a fun festival feel to it mm. but we want the bands that are there are going to get paid and in fact, we have an incentive system in place as well. So as we hit certain thresholds and sales of 1,000 tickets, 1,500 tickets, whatever, the bands get paid more. Mm. And Rob, can I ask, have, have you been met with much cynicism? Oh, come on, Howard. We're in Ireland, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and how, how do you feel about it? Um, I'm just trying to think of from my own perspective. You know, if, if this is my 25th year being involved in music in Cork and so on and so forth. Sure. I've seen it come and go so many times. And there have been people like yourself pop up in the past. And it's, you know, when I was younger, I get excited about it. But as I get older, I just get more and more cynical and start to worry for the person that's taking these things on. Sure. Haven't, ta- haven't taken these things on myself before. And it, well, it's, it's, that's it's either why... insanity or genius. And I'm trying to figure out which, which part yeah. of the <laughs> spectrum yeah. we're landing in here, you know. Well, I, w- I would agree with you, Howard. You know, I'll answer that question in a second, but. One of the reasons we're downsizing is because we know this event has to happen and we can't be too ambitious. And we were ambitious and at the time it would have worked. And now we just don't have the resources to do it. So I agree. Number one, the event has to happen. And when it happens and the Irish bands get up there and they, they own the night and all that, it's going to be, it's going to be great. 
Uh, do people begrudge? Sure. Should they be cynical? Absolutely. I mean, I, I, I've been living here 24 years, so I know. I went to OzFest and Ozzy didn't show up. You know, like I'm as jaded as they come. Uh, and I know even the band uh, Coroner that we have booked, I've heard stories that they were booked before and the whole thing kind of went to hell. And mm. people thought I might have been the same person or the same group or whatever. So, yeah, there's a lot of cynicism and, and that's fine. You know, let's just put on a great gig and <laughs> and then and then the next time I'm I, that's where I keep selling to, to my people as well. Once we get this gig done, once we get over the hump. Now we have some establishment. Now we can get more Irish bands on there and we can make sure this thing happens the way we want it to happen. I've great hope for you, but man, it's, it's just like that. Now I've been beaten down by this kind of stuff over the years. And it's not uh, personally to yourself, Rob. You really do seem to have your head in your shoulders in terms of the project management side of things and realizing that you're taking risks. I guess my worry would be for, for you yourself. I mean, it's, it just seems like such a big undertaking. And I really hope it works out. I do genuinely. Good, good. But, but, uh, good to hear that. Yeah. The experience that I've had in the past would tell me that you're taking a big chance, Rob. A real big oh, chance. No, you yeah. know. No, that's that's what's about. Look, we want to. Support and I, our, I don't know whether to applaud you or, or <laughs> have a wait chat. Till, with you. Wait till March twenty seventh. <laughs> wait till the next day. Then you can you can have a beer with me. We can either cry or we can laugh. You know? <laughs> that's how it's, that's how it's going to be. You know, look. At the end of the day, it all comes down to will people come out and support Irish metal? Yes or no? You know, it well, they will matters. if there is a lot of Irish bands on the bill. Hmm. First well, of all. But then again, going to Dublin to see gigs. Okay, so you'd have a European band on and there'll be an Irish band support. Okay, I'm talking about voodoo here. Sure. Mm. Personally, I'm always there for that support band, but I would say six times out of 10, a lot of the support bands are missed. People are only interested in seeing the headlining act. Mm -hmm. That's my experience in Dublin, in the voodoo. Um, the likes of... Jesus Christ, Sodom, Destruction, all those bands come in. Yeah. There, there would be Irish bands supporting them, but would mm -hmm. people appear for that support band? I'm looking around and it's half empty at that yeah, stage. Yeah. Everybody is out in the fucking smoking room or yeah. having beers at the bar. And it's just really frustrating. Um, so that's that's what I take from it as well. It's just, um, okay, so you, you're, you're pushing the Irish band thing and you really want really good Irish bands on that that can perform live and that have the respect amongst the scene itself. Uh, taking a gamble on an unknown band is pretty dodgy. The scene itself, there's how many Irish bands that are particularly brilliant, Howard? There's quite a few, you know, and... It's quite a few, and yeah. you're talking about even with those types of bands, Richie, when you put on four or five in likes of Fibbers, let's say, and you're still hoping against hope that you're going to have a crowd there mm. to appreciate it. And and at that level, it's very hard to see that transition up. I mean, I mean, the added bonus of the likes of Coroner and so on is fantastic. As a standalone gig, that just seems like a great gig, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's nothing to lose by putting Irish bands on there either, I guess, yeah. is the other side of it. But um, well, I don't have the answer for you either. You know, I've been to plenty. I, no, nobody does. Yeah, and this, I is, this, agree this, is, yeah, I this agree. is where you, you get into the frustration of it, I think. You know, hmm. nobody knows. But yeah. just just from experience and past, I mean, the Siege of Limerick have done a fantastic job in achieving what you're, you're, you're talking about. Yeah. Um, 
for the last 10 years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're talking about a, it's now a three day event, two a day event where you have, you know, cream of the crop Irish bands the whole day and a crowd there from 12 o'clock in the afternoon till closing time at night, which is fantastic. And if the added bonus of these international headliners playing in the middle of the day from nine o'clock to 10 o'clock and then back to local bands, I'm struggling to see where this fits in and that how that's going to be a step because it just does seem like it's an attempt as a step up which is great ambitious, well not yet not yet as I'm, I said I'm wondering is, yeah. I'm wondering how that how how you've envisaged that in, when you compare it to the likes of Cesar Limerick where does it lie in that in that context you know well I don't know if, I don't know if you you can compare because you know this is year zero for us you know but like I said the number one thing is that this gig happens and it's Candlemas Coroner Green Long and so forth and we're going to put the Irish bands on there to support them the long-term vision is that those Irish bands start to get more exposure and they start to climb higher and higher up. Uh, I certainly don't have an answer to the challenge of, you know, people not coming in early. And uh, I mean, I've seen it a million times myself, you know, there's 50 people in the room Mm -hmm. and everyone else is out smoking and drinking. I I don't have an answer for that. We, We are trying to curate the event a little differently. So, you know, we'll have the likes of the modern age slavery and an Irish band and then, the next band and then an Irish band and then coroner, you know, so we're, yeah. we're going to try to curate that a little. And that's one of the big decisions we had to make about cutting the number of bands because we would have been started or starting around noon, mm. which even with the second stage, yeah. we would have had bands playing concurrently and so forth. And there's just different challenges there that yeah. we can't do anymore. So, so now we're going to be starting around three or four in the afternoon. Mm. So it's, a, it's, gives them even more exposure now. So there'll be more people coming in early, more people there. We're trying to tweak it a bit, but I don't have the answers for that. I think having been to the National Stadium, first of all, it's a great venue. I've had my doubts about it. I don't know, were you at the Testament and Exodus one, Rob, were you? No, I missed that one. It was Death yeah. Angel was there too, I think, wasn't yeah, it? That's, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, that was our first time going there. And it was a bit strange coming in there <laughs> Because it's it's kind of like an oval with all the seating around it, Howard, and yeah. a lot I've of seen space. The online, but I haven't yeah. been myself. A lot of space behind you. I was just kind of going, "Does this work?" But it actually did. Mm. And for Clang, I think if you do get the the sales that you're hoping, Rob, I think it will work really well for you, because people can comfortably sit down if they want mm-hmm. and watch we'll say the earlier bands in comfort, you know what I mean? And have a view, no matter where you are in the National Stadium, you always have a good view, yeah. unless you're up in the gods, like, but I mean, you shouldn't be I mean, down. They're not that far up though. That's Yeah, the yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, for that point alone, I think it's good because it encourages people to stay there, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean, the way it's built. You know, with the voodoo, there's the smoking room, there's yeah, outside. there's a few different... There's a lot of distractions that can... They can filter crowd out different directions, yeah. the academy as well. Whereas I think with the National Stadium, it's you get your point and you can stand or sit and watch the bands play. So Yeah, I love the venue. You know, I we've had a lot of pressure to change venue as well. But uh, I, I love it. And that's one of the reasons we stripped out the whole market stalls and all the food carts outside and everything else, because you just want everyone to stay in for yeah. this. You know, mm-hmm. so we're not gonna have that wandering around uh feature any longer so yeah like the logic of that was probably going to european festivals with all those 
market stalls. Did you pick yeah. that up there, Rob? Yeah. Yeah, we were going to have two stages as well, and we had an mm. option to do one inside or outside. So depending on the weather. So if the weather was there, we'd have an outside stage. We'd have all the food trucks there, and you know, more of a festival atmosphere. Again, this is year zero, so it's very small yeah. scale. Mm. Uh, but but we just thought no, this isn't going to be workable. Like I said, let's let's have this gig happen. It's Candlemas Corner, Green Lawn, and a great slate, and we're going to be peppering in these Irish bands in between these guys, and let's just put on a great gig. I mean, that's it. So we've we've shrunk it down a little bit, uh, but I do like the venue. You know, it's kind of it's kind of old school, and kind of reminds it me of you know. 90s venues a bit, a bit too dirty and a bit too loud but every seat is a great seat mm. what's the Which capacity about, of it uh the actual full capacity is 2200 okay okay but we're only looking for a thousand so hopefully you know we can promote this a bit and candle mass will sell 500 tickets and uh coroner will sell the other 500 We'll see. <laughs> we'll wait and see, Howard. I, I'm hopeful, but cynical as well. <laughs> but uh, I'm sure there's bands watching now at the moment, Rob, um, who are probably wondering, with the promotion of Irish bands on it, uh, how do they get in touch? What's the criteria for them to be chosen to, to play on Clang? So if Year Ooh. Zero is going ahead, and then you're Our on the promotional nights as well, yeah. for example. Yeah. Well, so I'll tell you, so you have, do you have a structure in place for bands to get in touch with you, or is yeah. it just a case of you picking yourself? Oh, no, no, absolutely. I mean, we, like I said, we started this journey a long time ago, so we, we've been kind of building up a list of of agents and reps and, and band contacts and things like that. So, no, they can contact us at uh, playingmetalfestival.com or info at playingmetalfestival.com. Uh, we've put an inventory of bands already, which is great. Mm. But, yeah, co- but to basically contact us, absolutely. I mean, this this festival is locked down for now. And mm. if, if we do expand it out a little bit, we're going to be going back to the bands we already spoke to. You know, so there, there are no new submissions at the moment, but we're already looking at 2023 mm. at this stage, but only, um, only looking. So Yeah, and Dublin, being Dublin, was it always the national stadium? No. In okay. fact, we, we were looking at a number of different venues, uh, in outdoor venues as well. So that's a long story. I could take up another hour on the whole process of venues, <laughs> venue selection. I mean, there's so many, again, so many facets involved in venue selection from, you know, security and parking and permits and everything else. But, uh, but the national stadium is a nice, it's a nice little venue. I really like it, you know, mm-hmm. and the management there have again been extremely flexible. Now okay. I know we're all suffering from COVID and people might say, well, of course they're going to reschedule, but they don't have to. And they, are, they do have their calendars filling up. And all the Irish bands, uh, and especially the bigger ones like Candlemass and Coroner, have been great. You know, the fact mm-hmm. that they rescheduled was three or four times. National Stadium's been great. Security Company's been great. Sound Guy's great. Like, everyone is really bending over backwards. So we all want it to happen. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a big positive to see the likes of Candlemass and Coroner actually continue to engage and, and um, you know, mm-hmm. reconfirm over and over again. It shows they have some sort of confidence in what's happening, which is great to hear because it takes a lot of the questions out of my cynical mind. <laughs> well, that's it. You know, they're doing videos for us and they're promoting on social media and they're... But they're, they're pretty invested in the show, really, aren't they? they? They really are. And they're restructuring and they're on to us and they're communicative and, you know, it, it's been great. So, And like I said, Tommy is going to sign a guitar for us from Coroner. And, we're gonna be and did you to- choose the headliners, Rob? Oh, I can't take full credit. <laughs> I'd like to. I like to say yes, but actually, my other my other partner in crime who's involved in this, uh, 
he's an enormous coroner fan. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, they've never played here, mm -hmm. which I didn't realize. I couldn't believe they'd never played here. So they were pretty excited. They're like, yeah, we'll come to Ireland, you know, wanting to do that for 30 years. So, uh, yeah, he kind of had a lot to do with getting coroner on board. Uh, I'm a big acid rain fan. So I, we had them on board and then we had some scheduling conflicts and a few other, you know, so it didn't work out with all the rescheduling, unfortunately. And, uh, and Candlemas, uh, and we, I think we got lucky, you know, they were nominated for a Grammy and mm. it was around that time of the Grammys where we originally signed them right when they were going, I think they were going to the Grammys that week. Yeah, they did. It was a big ghost. Was it Andrew Salmon or something? A few Metallica covers there at that Grammys. Yeah, I think that sounds right. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, to get a, gr a Grammy-nominated artist who who would be your bucket list dream headliner, Rob? Uh, you had no budget right. whatsoever, and you just had you banned your don't pick. say a ghost. Uh, <laughs> I look. I get a lot of heat over that, and I'm not. I'm going to stand over it. You know, man. I fucking love Ghost. I, I fucking love them. I don't okay, care who knows I, it. I, I heard of them. I knew fucking them. Fucking Eurovision band. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go back and forth on this. I'll tell you, I was at Wacken in 2019, and they played it like three in the morning, and mm. they just blew everybody away. They owned it. They were fantastic. That's because everybody was drunk and emotional at that stage. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And it was 90 degrees out or 45 degrees. But uh, no, my, my dream, I mean, there's really only one and I never got to see him, but if I could get Dio, if I could resurrect him and bring him back, you know, <laughs> how bad? Yeah, yeah, the fucking hologram. Hologram. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it's true though, but I would, I'd bring, I'd bring him back, you know, uh, if I, if I could, uh, whether he's in rainbow mm. or Sabbath or on his own, I couldn't care less. I'd get him, get in on stage and, uh, and maiden, I'm a big Maiden fan, and I'd love to get Ginger as well. I'm a big Ginger fan. Yeah, they're actually cool. Yeah, I'd mix it up a little bit, you know. With the, that's the possible, that man. Ginger, yeah, it's not impossible. So hopefully they played, they played Fred's maybe seven seven years ago or something. Maybe am I reading that right? I think that happened. <laughs> I saw some supporting some crowd as well. Did it, they definitely played Limerick. I know that. Did yeah, they? I think they played Cork the night before. I could be wrong though, but Jesus, it's it's the female front of the band we're talking about here. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he saw them in Fred's there about seven years ago. <laughs> they were maybe, amazing. Maybe. Well, that'd be my that'd be my bucket list. You know, Dio, Maiden, Ginger, and uh, oh, there's too many after that. You know. Mm -hmm. so. What about the name, Rob? Did you come up with that? Yeah. Well, oh, again, I, I'm that one. I'm going to take credit for. Because, <laughs> or I'll take the heat. It depends. I'll take the heat, maybe. Some people hate it. <laughs> no, I'll tell you. You might remember I mentioned earlier that I, I kind of work these things out over months. You know, I don't jump into anything mm. very quickly. And I could not, even though the decision was made that we were going to put on a festival, we didn't have a name. And we couldn't figure it out. And everything that was presented to me was no, 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 no. I just didn't like any of it. And we're out one night and my girlfriend had said to me, she goes, well, tell me about metal. Like, where did it all come from? Where did it start? Blah, blah. So we started talking about things. And I started talking about Judas Priest and, you know, their kids in the classroom and the metal factory across the way. I don't know if you know, you probably heard these stories about Judas Priest. I don't know if they're true or not, but they used to hear the metal clanging together and all this sort of stuff. And she went, that's it. Clang. I went, oh, well, maybe. 
maybe. <laughs> but then after a while, it grew on me. And I have to say, if you want to talk about cynicism and begrudgery, it's around the name more than anything else. I think. <laughs> no, I don't know if it's a good or bad decision, but you we're living with it. And that's it. Yeah, exactly. Well, it because depends I, on how the gig goes. If the gig goes great, it'll be the best name ever, you know? Yeah. That's it. That's yeah, it. Because, you want to rub my face in the dirt afterwards? I'll take, I'll take it. I'll take the lead. Because, yeah, I mean, it came out of the blue. And I, I know you got Orn involved um, and you described that very well. Um because when it came out of nowhere, it was Rob with Clang. Mm. And all right. we were all just going, who the hell is Rob? And what the hell is Clang? <laughs> you know, is this, as, as Howard said, like being going to gigs for fucking, what, 35 years? And then just going, okay, so someone is winding us up here now and <laughs> we'll wait and watch with interest. Yeah. And it turns out, it was actually genuine. Yeah, I know. I know. We could have handled that a little bit better, I have to say. Well, man, do you know what? As I said, you explained yourself perfectly well and you got Orn involved, steadied the ship, and it's been yeah. all positive really since. Yeah, no, he's, he's an enormous help. And I have to say, he's just short of me, slapping me in the head once in a while, you know. But, uh, <laughs> but I listen to him and I encourage other people to listen to him as well. So <laughs> that's I think it's, it's really important to listen to listen to what people are telling you who know. And uh, if, if Oren is, is back in your ear in this one, then it, it seems like he's got confidence in you. And if the bands are communicating with you, it seems like they have confidence in you. I'm, I'm very hopeful for you, Rob. I really am. Good, you know, good, I, you. I really want you to do well in it. I, I suspend, mm. suspend my cynicism. Um, <laughs> and, no, no, you can you keep know. it. But, but I want you, I, if anyone gets anything from this, it's not me doing well. You know, I, I'm going to go on one way or the other. I, I just want this mm-hmm. event to happen. I want it to be one hell of a gig. I mean, it's I'm going to be down there on the floor with everybody when this thing goes well, on. I suppose, just to yeah. clarify, Rob, my worry would be for you. I mean, the gig will take care of itself. It'll either be a success or not. Mm. It's just taking this kind of thing on. is is It's a tough undertaking, and it's a brave undertaking. It's almost borderline stupid, but it's definitely insane. And well, I think you just that, describe I, me to a T. Yeah, so. and this is it. And you're fitting into that skin perfectly. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> no fucking better man to give it a shot, you know? I really, really, you know, if it goes ahead, I'll be there myself to, yeah. to support. And we'll have a few beers after us in the chat. Great. But uh, I sincerely, sincerely want this to go well for you. I really do. I really Good. do. Thank you. Thank you. But just mind yourself and listen to your friends. <laughs> oh, I will. Believe me, I, I'm, I'm one to take direction. I take the coaching, as we say Good in man. football, you know? Let's get to this announcement. Have you got two Irish bands? That are- well, yeah, we have more, but I mean, I, I'd be more than happy to say that, you know, Words That Burn will be on stage. Excellent. Supporting and Candle Mass and Green Lung. And The Risen Dread. Okay, excellent. Confirmed as well. So That's I can, I can get some, we're really looking forward to seeing them. Yeah. Uh, I think Words That Burn might have an album out at that stage as well. That's right. Oh, there'll be there'll be a lot of PR coming out. I'm going to leave that to Oren. I'm not going yeah. near it because I yeah. made a mess of it the first time. So that'll all be announced. And there'll be a few more announcements coming up as well uh, to show that we really are supporting Irish metal. Maybe not to the degree that we originally wanted to, but behind everything that happens, that's the driving force. That's yeah. That's what we're all about. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I think you needed to come on the show to explain that as well. Well, I'm delighted you had me on here. I really am. So uh, I really appreciate taking the time, and I hope I can clear up a few things here and there as well. So, Yeah, I mean, Howard is convinced anyway and is worried about your <laughs> health. personal health as well. So <laughs> mental, well-being. <laughs> mental well-being, I mean, it's all good. Like, 
for complete strangers. We'll, cer- we'll certainly be having a few beers Absolutely. at Clang on the night anyway, 100%. Oh, well, for sure. We have a nice VIP section, so we'll get you. <laughs> oh, don't I'm go down that route. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rob from Clang, thanks a million for coming on the show. Listen, we wish you nothing but success. You've explained yourself very well, and I'm sure anybody that had any questions, I think you've answered them. Would that be fair enough, Howard? I think so. I mean, Rob, fair play to you. Like I said, uh, a mix of insanity, bravery and stupidity. I love it. And the best, of, the very best look to you. And uh, you've got, it seems like you've got some good people around you. And I hope that that stays that way up to the yeah, match 27 next year. You need yeah. a good team, 100% yeah, on that one. Yeah, they inspire confidence in me. So that's why I'm able to be so relaxed for now. <laughs> but yeah, look, if anyone wants to contact us again, mm. go to the website or jump on our Facebook page. You know, that's the yeah. best way to get directly in touch with us. And Fantastic. come out in March and support some Irish metal mixed in with a bit of Candlemas Corner and Greenland. So the tickets are on sale at eventbrite.ie and uh, they're $64.90 including the booking fee. Correct, yeah. $59.99. One price gets you in. So. Perfect. Okay. So you've been listening to The Metal Cell. Thanks again, Rob. Thanks again, Howard, for coming on the show. Hit that subscribe button. And here's Ruben in. Hey, the photo bomb. <laughs> hey. And support your local metal team. There you Thank go. You. Good night. <laughs> Good night, everyone. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>